Well, hi, guys. Alex McDonald in Atlanta, joined by Danielle Munoz in Minnesota. Hey, Danny. Hey, Al. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. This is uh, TPS Report for, what is it, Thursday, July 14th? It is, in fact. 2022. It's good to be back. Thank you all for being here. Let me do a little rearranging there. Just a little. Sorry. That's all. No, it's not your fault. Um, I mean, it probably is, but I appreciate that. Well, hi, Becky. Uh, she's making fun of me now. I can tell. I know that's what she's. I know that's what you're doing, Becky Myers. It doesn't go over my head. All right, you children, quit bickering. No, she's good as gold. Don't make me separate the two of you. She's she's good as gold. Let's say hi aforementioned Canadian bacon right there. First in the chat. What's bacon. up, Becky? Good to see you. Cameron Anderson's with us. What's up, Cam? Cam? Uh, Katie Mannery is here. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Uh, Michelle Brown's with us. Hey, Michelle. Michelle. Peggy Brown is here. Hi, Peggy. Back to back Browns. How do they do that? Every time. Every time. All the time. It's uh, yes. yeah. Every, every, all the time. Every time. Uh, Jake Kukin's here. What's up, brother? Hey, Jake. Your mom's here. Hi, Rita. Good to see Hi, you. Mama. Thank you for tuning in. Jeff Jeff Kukin's here as well. What's up, man? Hey, uh, Larry Cox is with us. What's up, bud? Hey, Larry. Uh, Janine is here. Hey, Janine. Good to see you. Hi, Janine. Richard Bradshaw. What's up, man? Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Hi, Mitch, Richard. Mitch McCarty. Good to see you back, Mitch. Hope you're Hi, doing Mitch. well. Thank you for being here. And uh, Bill Campbell's with us. Hey, Bill. Uh, Joy's here. Hey, Joy. Thank Hello, you for sister. being here. Let me see. Uh, Bradley Carlisle's here. Hey, Brad. Hey, Bradley. Welcome. What's going on? Um, Chris Lowry's with us. What's up, Chris? Good to see you. Hey, Chris. I think I've caught everybody. I hope I have. I'm sure I have. If I haven't, you know what to do. You can yell at me in the chat. Yes. Yell at me. I'm thinking, Danny, and I'm not sure whether I'm going to, but I'm thinking of doing a uh, This Week in Rockdale episode this weekend. Oh, yeah? Mm. Because we are facing, um, I'm not going to get into it too deep here, but but let's just say we're looking at a 46% property tax increase from the county and a 12% property tax increase from the school board. Dude, that so, is staggering. Yeah. So 58% total. Let's let's just call it a 60% property tax increase here in Rockdale County. And I'm a little bit a little bit irked about it, to be honest with you. But you know what? The other side of me says, nah, don't bother because there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. I'm a Republican. I belong to the Republican Party. Right. Nothing I can do about this in Rockdale. Only Democrats can fix this. They're a 70% majority. They're the ones that are electing these clowns into office. And they're the only ones that can do anything to fix this. So to give, and I honestly don't know, I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but I really don't. To, and I know we don't want to get too far into this, but to give people an idea, because a lot of the people watching are the people that you would be talking to on this week in Rockdale and the ones that are affected by this tax railing. Um, so the taxes you're paying now, like the taxes that are coming out of your escrow now are you pay 
ahead, right? So when this tax bill comes, it'll be paid, but then you'll essentially have to pay it back, right? So you, it's you not have to like, replenish your escrow, yes. Right. And if so there's a shortfall, so, they make you make up the shortfall. So when is this going to happen, I guess, is my question. Like, when do people need to start budgeting for that hit to happen? Now. But when is, like, uh, right. But so they need to start budgeting yesterday. Yeah, the bills to... the bills will go out. Larry, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the bills go out in, like, March or April. I believe. Somewhere around so, that time, I think. So then it's the June, because it's... It, I don't even know. Oh shit. Larry says November. Larry says November. January tax payment. No, it'll be November. You'll get your bill November. So then the, your escrow amount will be adjusted and then your, essentially your mortgage payment will go up because that's how most people. Well, assuming you pay your taxes out of escrow. Yes. Yeah. If there's a shortfall, you can either pay the shortfall off completely or they will adjust your escrow and yeah, your mortgage, your, your payment will go up. So probably in December they'll see the increase. I in guess. The- yeah. You'll get a letter from your mortgage company saying, Hey, you had a shortfall this year and right. And this is why. And they'll tell you that it was because of your taxes. And, um, <sighs> yeah. I mean, so just to give people an idea of 60% increase, that's- what are you going to do? Wow. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what they could do. They could uh, they could vote for fiscally responsible representatives, but it's black people in Rockdale County. Not a lot of diversity here. Right. Holly's here. Hello, sister. Hey, Holly. All right. Let's talk about. Now I'm just I've annoyed myself. Sorry. It's not your fault kind of is. Let's I make didn't fun want of the Bidens. That'll make much. you feel better. Yeah. I've annoyed myself right at the top of the show now. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Let's watch a video real quick. Diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Stupid and racist. Bogodas. What she means are bodegas. Right. Is what she's talking about. She's talking about those, uh, those, um, I don't even really know what bodega is. I guess it's like a little corner shop, right? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, like a little corner store. All right. But she, she tried to say bodegas, got that right. And then she went on, she went on to compare Hispanics to, uh, breakfast tacos. They're, they're fucking, it's absolutely amazing. That um, that they get away with this. We had her husband this week. We had her husband this week talking about how we have to remember and honor something about the Holocaust. The Holocaust. I, I can't remember exactly what he said. And I heard it and I'm like, holy shit, dude. Why would you why, why would you say that? Yeah. Think about it, though. It's never a good idea. First of all, breakfast tacos are an American thing, right? right. It's not even a his, it's not even a, a Mexican, Mexican or Hispanic 
thing at all. It's it's a American Tex-Mex Taco Bell thing that fucking McDonald's and, and all the other fast food chains grabbed onto because they realized, oh, we can put bacon and eggs in a fucking tortilla, call it a breakfast burrito, and Americans will eat it up. So she's not even comparing the heritage to anything to do with their own heritage. Right. First of all, second of all, you know, <laughs> if you, if you were to say, this is going to get me into trouble, but if, if, if I were to say, Oh, the, 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 there is, they're as unique as the wide variety of watermelons and spare ribs. How much trouble do you think I would get into? I mean, hopefully as much as you should, because that's horrible. And I mean, you're making an assumption on on the the subject matter. Let's talk about the fact that there are no degrees of uniqueness. It's either one of a kind or it's not. Right, that's true. I mean, we could just start with that idiocy, and and somebody wrote that. That's true. She and as multiculty as that administration is. Why you got to send the white bitch out to talk to the brown folks? (laughs) I mean, seriously, you couldn't do any better. Yeah. And she's as bad on a prompter as her old man. I got to tell you. Horrible. Absolutely terrible. But yeah, that happened. (laughs) That killed me. I was so busy laughing at the Bogodas. I almost missed her calling Mexican Mexican people tacos. Bogodas. Amazing. I wish I, I I should have downloaded that video of of Joe talking about the Holocaust. Yeah, because and he's I can, over. Yeah, I can't remember what he said, but it's horrible. He's over in the Middle East right now, currently begging Saudi Arabia for oil. I I really don't know what we we've talked about that. I right. I don't know if we talked about it here or on locals, but we talked about it. Um, about how when he first reached out, he reached out to uh, uh, Ben Salman and uh, MBS refused to take his phone call. You remember? Yes. yes. <clears throat> Just flat out refused to take his phone call, which is amazing. Now he's over there begging for oil from the Saudis after just decimating U.S. oil production. Right. Um, well, and, you know, when President Trump went over there, he said, we will be independent. We will be oil independent. And they said, oh, yeah, okay. And then we were, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Whereas Joe Biden said he will destroy fossil fuels. And then he did. Yeah. And he, yeah. So he has absolutely nothing in hand to go over there and negotiate. Like, as you well know, you and I have discussed this time and again, negotiation means I have this. You have that. We're trying to come to an agreement on like how we can work this out without blowing shit up. Right. This conversation is the Saudis have this. We have nothing. Well, and yeah. The and president's this, uh, going, the former right. vice president is going over there hat in hand to try to make something happen. He has nothing with which to negotiate. Yeah. And, and the thing is, the Saudis are, are like us. They're virtually at capacity. Right. So all right. of this during the Trump administration, America became we call it oil independent. We were still importing oil, but we became a net exporter of oil. Well, right. that caused that caused a reduction in production, a reduction in production in the Middle right. East. 
They didn't have to produce as much. Well, it takes time to build back that capacity, right? Plus there was COVID and demand for oil was lower anyway. And so they cut production. They cut capacity in, in the Middle East. Well, now that uh, we've completely shut off American haven't shut it off, but that we've we've really cut back on American oil production. We're now dependent on the Middle East, but they have to ramp back up. Now, if we remember uh, the French president, I almost said Mitterrand again, but it's not. It's Mer- 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 Macron. 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 God damn it. Uh, he warned he just a couple of weeks ago, they were caught, uh, he and Biden were caught in a sidebar so to speak and macron was telling him they they don't have the capacity right not for the next six months and they don't because they're going to have to ramp up capacity and that's only if they choose to that's only if they choose to ramp it up for this president that said he was going to going to expose them for the pariahs they are the saudis said i'm going to expose them for the pariahs they are and um and I mean, there's absolutely no reason at this point for them to step up and try to help us out. You know what I mean? Absolutely yeah. no reason whatsoever. Let's um, let me jump over to this. I think this is the video that Danielle yeah, it just should sent be at the me. Very beginning. Let's. Uh, why do I have no audio? Is it? Let muted? me pause that. Let me unmute this, and let me go back and let's. Uh, Let's let's relive this gem. Oh, hold on. It's not. Why aren't you zoomed in? Stupid window. Zoom in. Here we go. Let's listen to this. Oh, now it won't play. <laughs> Look at that thing just jiggling around. <laughs> yeah, it is. Today, I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, honor those we lost. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. I'll tell you what, those, those white supremacists that apparently love Donald Trump will be switching sides after that little right. speech, okay, you know, listen, we've all heard it. The white supremacists, they're big fans of Trump. They love Donald Trump. They're all over Donald Trump. They will now be jumping over to Joe Biden after that, that hell of a speech. What a yeah, piece of shit. painful. And while he's over there begging for oil, we're back here living the existence of Joe Biden's America. New inflation numbers came out, Danielle, 9.1% in June. People were expecting like 8.8. This obviously shattered that record. Uh, 9.1. Again, everyone's saying the highest since 1980 or whatever, which is, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to, to provide context because... It's not necessarily just higher than 1980. If we use the same metric that we used 
1980 to measure inflation, the actual rate of inflation today would now be pushing 19%. 19% true rate of inflation here in the United States. Um, and that's, again, it's only a poor part of the story, right? That, that doesn't include a lot of things that we have to spend money on. Gasoline. Right. Which has experienced a 60% since the, uh, 60% since Russia invaded Ukraine. And like 160% since Joe Biden took office. The majority of the increase happened before Russia invaded Ukraine. Joe Biden likes to conveniently forget that part. Uh, right. Then there's food, which is all over the place, depending on what you buy. Some things have doubled in price. When you and, and they actually have. When you take into account price increases and package shrinking, some food goods have actually doubled right. in price. Others are up 5 or 6% right? Lower than the rate of inflation. But on average, on average, economists say that Americans are spending on average an additional $500 per month, 400 and something dollars it is per month right now in Biden's America than we were a year ago. That's yeah, for, that's, I'm not, yeah, that's for I'm housing, surprised. fuel, transportation, uh, food, clothing, that's for everything. It's roughly an, an additional 490 something dollars per month is what we're doing. Um, we're going to get quarterly GDP numbers soon. And it's going to show we are in a recession. It right. will be two consecutive quarters of, of uh, shrinking GDP. We're in a recession now. Don't let anybody fool you into believing we're not. While this administration says we've got a, the economy's strong, the economy's doing great. It isn't. No. It just isn't. The GDP is shrinking. We have low unemployment. We have low we have low unemployment for a reason. Try hiring people right now. Right. It's difficult. Staffing a company at the moment is difficult. And that's because 5 million additional people dropped out of the workforce after the COVID lockdowns. They just didn't go back to work. They said, eh, fuck it, and stayed out. That's a large chunk of the workforce. When you consider less than half the population actually works anyway, fewer than those actually pay any federal income tax. We've got, um, wow, Dave, Dave says bacon was three, three ninety nine to four ninety nine under Trump. Now it's 10 to $12 a pack. I haven't bought bacon in a while, so I don't know, but I'm going to take his word for it. A I, dozen eggs has gone from like a dollar eight to over $2, mm. well over two twenty nine or more. Jesus. But yeah, we've had 5 million more people just plain not go back into the workforce. We have a smaller tax base at the moment. We have a government that's pumping out more money than ever before. 
a government that pumped $12 trillion into the economy in one single year that caused this inflation. They caused this. Their answer to this is to pump even more money into the economy, which is it's, it's going to have the opposite effect of what they think. They think, oh, that's going to stem the tide of inflation. It isn't. We have a Fed who has been unable to stop the rise of inflation with interest rate hikes. And so they're going to have to keep going. They're going to have to keep going. We're headed into a period of not only recession, but stagflation. Right. It's, it's probably going to get pretty ugly before it gets any better. And there's no stemming the tide now. It's gone too far. A year ago, six months ago, there may have been some things we could have done to to try to, to ward this off. We talked about it back then, the things they could be doing now to, to pull back on this. But right. they doubled down on bad policy. We see the effect. We see the results. Shrinking GDP, rising inflation. They're not showing any signs of reversing their monetary policies. And so we're headed into a really tough time, folks. And as soon, and it's going to get worse as soon as the R word gets mentioned in the mainstream media, that's when the markets begin to panic. And that's when things start to go really tits up. That's when layoffs begin. And this is what we've been seeing with the oil industry now for, well, since Biden took office. They've been downsizing. They've been pulling back investment. Because why are they going to invest in an industry that the former vice president has already said, I'm going to choke you? Right. We're go- when, when there are word gets thrown out there when when they have to admit finally yeah you know what we're in a recession that's when the rest of the industries start to pull back that's when they stop investing that's when unemployment starts to climb that's when the layoffs take place And then if you're lucky like me and live in a place like Rockdale County that is so upside down in fucking debt, you're not going to see any relief. They're just going to come to you for any shortfalls because they're going to make sure their employees get paid. Government employees are, are secure. They're guaranteed their money because their money comes from us. We're just going to have to pay more and more of our money to subsidize them. When are we going to realize the government employees are, in fact, public enemy number one. When are we going to realize that? And that when recession comes, the first people on the chopping block need to be those public employees. They're not necessary for fucking anything. They serve no useful purpose. Anyone, hands up, anyone in the chat that has taken advantage of any government service this year? Well, of course we take it. I mean, you know, we drive on roads and do things, but I agree that there's a lot of fat that can be cut. Roads can be private. 
But they're not. I mean, they, they can, can be, be, but they're not. And they would be in much better condition if they were. I promise you that. They were privately funded and they were accountable to their customers. Right. But other than the roads. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Well, I mean, but seriously, well, you don't live here, so you probably haven't seen that. You haven't seen the condition of our roads. Oh, dude, try going up. Our roads are under feet of snow every year. Our roads are uh, are a mess. Yeah, and ours is construction season. Well, it's supposed to be here, but it's not getting done. That's the thing. 85, 75, 85 is a fucking disaster. Right. And they're doing nothing to fix it. So, no, I can't even say that I've taken advantage of a service there because they've provided no services this year where it comes to infrastructure that I've seen on the roads, on the main public roads that I take. The very first people on the chopping block need to be public servants. Simple as that. They need to be the first people on the chopping block so that the people that actually do the work in America and pay the taxes in America so that they can get some fucking relief and try to keep their homes and try to keep themselves fed. But that's not how it's going to work, Danielle. The government's, no, going, to, the government's going to get theirs first and we're going to be left struggling with whatever they deem gracious enough to leave us and it's absolutely sickening now that i'm on a watch list for saying that oh honey you've been on a watch list all right now that i'm on another watch list now that you have an asterisk for saying that let's talk about some government spying yes um actually no let's talk about Let's talk about something else first. The Washington Free Beacon. How Facebook crushes conservative news. And this ties into this ties into the rest of the stuff I want to talk about. A former Facebook engineer details how the company suppressed a Free Beacon report on the Biden administration's plan to fund the distribution of crack pipes to drug addicts. Now, let's let's preface this because we talked about this danielle we did and while the government had to get caught at this to be honest with you they announced the distribution of these these what are they called the uh drug kits reduced risk reduced risk kits which i'm all for by the way danielle and i are all for these things they save lives they help people but one of the standard pieces of equipment in these kits is a glass dick. It's a crack pipe. And of course, it caused an immediate uproar on the right. How dare you use our money to, to give crack pipes to, to addicts? And I get it. I get it. I understand why people, I wish people would just slow down. You move too fast. Take a right. step back and think about it for a second before having their knee-jerk reaction to it. But I do understand it. But at the end of the day, the reporting was correct because these kits did include crack pipes. Go ahead. No, you're not wrong. But here is, and I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know if you were going to get to this. I shouldn't have 
made a face and cut you off. Go ahead. That they were made available. And, and I'm not saying I, I am absolutely being pedantic, but, um, here's the argument that they made to say that that claim was false. And again, I'm sorry, I don't know if you were going to get to this point. We are going to get to that. Depending on the area, that if it was an area that was that where there was heavy crack use, then those pipes were available. If it was an area that was, you know, more meth or something else, then then those types of paraphernalia yeah. were available. Sure. So that was how they. Sure. But the long and the short of it was the reporting was accurate. Right. These kits did did initially contain make available their yeah. intention is to yep. make available a crack pipe as part of the kit. And once the government got called out, they said, oh, yeah, but we're not going to be distributing crack pipes, except, yes, they were, depending on the area they were going to, would depend right. what was included in the kit. So, yes, absolutely, crack pipes would have gone out with this. Well, when this story broke, the Washington Free Beacon put a story about, out about this. And according to this report here, it took just hours after a Washington Free Beacon report on a Biden administration plan to distribute crack pipes to drug addicts at taxpayer expense for the Facebook fact checkers to mobilize. In a fact check titled, Biden administration is not funding crack pipes or heroin for drug use. A prominent member of Facebook's third-party fact-checking fact program concluded the Free Beacon report was not true. Lead stories based its determin on, termination on Health and Human S uh, Services Secretary Xavier Becerra's declaration made days after the report elicited considerable blowback that, as lead stories phrased it, none of the federal funds for harm reduction programs for drug addicts can be used to provide crack pipes. That's not true. They were, in fact, used, and I have no problem with it, but they were, in fact, used to provide crack pipes. Here's the thing about this, Danielle. By labeling that story not true, it limited its reach. Right. It only reached about 1% of the people that it would have reached were it not fact-checked and labeled false and we see this all the time for and this listen this is their war on conservatism this goes right we've been talking about it all year i said i was going to focus on it and i said i was going to point it out whenever we see it we've been seeing a lot of it lately this is just the latest evidence and this now we have a facebook engineer who is confirming that yes this is absolutely happening they're seeing a story that they don't like. They're fact-checking it. Th Third-party independent fact-checkers are fact-checking it. And we've all seen these fact-checks. They're kind right. of pathetic. Yeah. yeah. They'll label a story as untrue. But when you go and read the actual fact-check, it's based on a technicality. Oh, well, they're not giving crack pipes to everybody. They're only giving crack pipes to certain people in certain geographic areas. So it's not. So the story is not true. Their goal is to get that false, proven false or partly false or right. untrue label. Their goal is to get that label put on the story 
so that it limits 99% of its reach. Okay? That way they can claim we're not censoring your story. Your story is still out there. But they don't tell people it's only reaching 1% of, of the people that it may have reached otherwise. Right. They're not telling anyone that. They're just telling them, yeah, it's it's still there, but we put a warning on We put a disclaimer on it. And we all warned about this. You, me, Chris Lowry, Cameron, everybody warned about this. These independent fact checkers would start doing this. Or I don't know that any one of us predicted that it would go as far as it's gone to where they're using loopholes to get stories, just simply stories they disagree with. They're using fact-checking loopholes to get right. them labeled as misleading or, you know, whatever the label is that you've seen. But they know it's they know now that it's going to be effective and effective at suppressing stories and suppressing news. And they're doing it intentionally now. And they did it with this free beacon story. They did it with this crack pipe story simply because that's exactly right, Dave. Or they deny something that was never said. The sky is blue, false, the grass is green. This is right. literally exactly what they're doing just to get that label placed on the story because they can't afford for that story to be seen by people. They're also monitoring this isn't going to come as a surprise to people. They're also monitoring us. But it's gone even further now. Let's go back a little ways. We knew back in 2021 that the Biden administration was using Google to spy on people, right? Biden admin secretly ordered Google to spy on people. An alarming report has revealed the revelation brings back the NSA spying scandal of the, of the Obama administration. They were using Google to monitor people's searching habits, searching for keywords. And we talked about it, Danielle, because we, we said, if, if, you do, if we do the news... We search for some, what would be considered weird things, right? Right. Some of the things we search for, they would label us as fucking extremists or, yeah. you know, pedophiles or racists yes. or whatever, because we research stories and we have to search for things related to those stories. And we said back then, if they're going to be using Google for keyword analytics and monitoring like this, a lot of innocent people are going to get swept up in this dragnet. And apparently that's been happening. Now it's gone a step further. Biden DHS spying on all Trump supporters' social media posts. Now, listen, I'm going to take a little bit of, uh, I'm going to say that this headline is a little misleading because it's not necessarily just Trump supporters they're being spied on. It's every, just like the, just like the uh, NSA spying, this is everyone being spied on. Um, they're using now, they're using um, some software called BabelX or a technology called BabelX, BabelX, I call it. 
you can buy a license that this is a private company and what they do is data scraping, Danielle. This isn't something that has to be installed on your phone or anything like this. This is just data scraping. And they're, they're going around and getting data from social media companies, from apps that track you and things like that. They're take, getting all this information, compiling it together, and they're selling it to whoever wants it. They, they're not just selling it to governments. You, anyone can buy a license for $1,000 to uh, Babelax, Babelax, however you want to call it and get access to their data. And it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be anonymized, but with the geolocation, which again, cell phone geolocation, we have a caller, but we'll bring them on in a second. Cell phone geolocation won't pinpoint you to, you know, the, the nearest foot. It's good right. to about 30 feet. We've, we've been over this. Uh, many times consumer GPS is, is not very accurate. Again, if you've been driving down the freeway and missed an exit, your car, the, your GPS will tell you you're going down the exit. You're a half a mile down the road before it realizes, oh, wait a second and catches back up to you. But at, at its most accurate, it's good to about 30 feet. So that's, that's as good as the geolocation data people are getting from Babel X. However, that's enough to ID where you live. That's enough to ID where you work. That's enough to ID the places that you frequent on a regular basis. It's enough to identify you as an individual. Because if somebody can figure out where you live, they can figure out who you are, especially the United States government. And so they're, they're now harvesting, the government's buying all this data. Supposedly, they have purchased 27,000 permits so far. Uh, sorry, they, the FBI have purchased 5,000 Babel X permits earlier this year for $1,000 a piece. And the FBI has an option to purchase an additional 27,000 permits from the company to use to track Americans. Again, this is why I say it's not just Trump supporters. It can't be. Right. Um, they, they, they can't differentiate that way. They're just right, buying right. data dumps from Babel X and, and going from there. But that's the crux of the story. We have a caller. Let's see what they want to talk about. You're live on the air. Who do we have? Hey, Junior. What's up, man? Chris oh, Lamb. Hey, so I, I wanted to pop back real quick uh, to where you were talking about the... Uh, the fact checkers, there's another piece of that that's just insidious. It's not just that they're, um, that the fact checking organizations manage to suppress conservative content. This was what, uh, oh God, what's her name? The, the black conservative chick works for Shapiro over at Daily Wire. Uh, Candace, Candace Owens. Owens. Candace Owens had a massive lawsuit against Facebook over this. And what, so what happened was, um, when those fact checkers run their fact check banner on your on your post, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, etc., people click on the fact check to read that article, which means they don't click on the article that's being fact checked. And so the monetizable traffic, the monetizable advertising eyeballs traffic is being funneled away from the original conservative content. Isn't that convenient? And Candace Owens. Oh, say again. I say, isn't that convenient? 
Isn't it funny? Yeah. And that was that was Candace Owens. That was uh, Candace Owens' lawsuit against Facebook and Twitter, I think. But basically, she was having money stolen from her by these piggyback articles. Yeah. Um, and I actually don't know what the outcome of that lawsuit was. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, so but, that's that is that's. I mean, that's obviously it's got to be a copyright infringement. You're literally intercepting somebody else's written works. There's got to be something they can do about that. Well, now, in fairness, on the copyright side, there's there's definitely a solid argument there for uh, fair use under criticism, right? You know. I mean, there is, there would be, I don't know if there is in this case, there's, there's obviously the fair use argument for the likes of you and I that, that show clips and provide commentary, but for actually intercepting and in the entirety of an article and simply republishing it, because that's all they're doing. They're not providing, well, I guess they are providing commentary on it saying, Hey, this isn't true. I suppose you, we could argue that that's yeah. commentary. Yeah. Okay. And here's here's she apparently she lost the case. Mm. Um. And the uh, the judge says that Owens did not prove that the labels were false or defamatory. That's just a fucking lie. Right. And but the case the case was a lawsuit where she claims defamation, tortious interference, and unfair competition claims. Honestly, I bet you she would have won this. Even a shitty Delaware judge wouldn't have been able to uh, throw it out if she'd have left off the defamation claim and stuck with tortious interference and unfair competition. But yeah, she she lost that suit. But I mean, honestly, just because she lost the suit, it's it's painfully obvious that what they were doing absolutely amounted to what what fact checkers do generally absolutely amounts to defamation. And unfair competition, oh, yeah. um, unless unless they're making a true claim, and often one of the one of the real bitches about it is often what the fact checkers are fact checking are opinions. Like if I, if I yeah. go on, yeah, fact, on Facebook, they are fact checking an opinion. Change, yeah. yeah, if I go on Facebook and say climate change is bullshit, right, and that's the end of my statement, you can't fact check that. That's that's not a fact claim. That's an opinion. Yeah, that's and right. And one of the that is one of the problems that we have now with the whole discourse is motherfuckers don't know what an opinion is or what a fact is. They don't know the difference between. Them. Yeah, it's true. You're not wrong. All okay. right, brother. I appreciate it. We're gonna of move. Of course not. <laughs> All right. Thanks, yeah, man. We'll see y'all in the morning. Yeah, man. Love you guys. Bye. See ya. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's um, I mean that that's. IP theft, if you ask me, but apparently Candace lost that uh, lost that thing. But yeah, this is what's happening. The government is now. Listen, we knew they were monitoring, but now right. they have access to these tools from this uh, from this. Um, what's the name of this company? It's called. Pardon me. This is a, a third independent company called. Uh, Damn it! I can't. I, I can't. I don't know the name of the company that makes Babel X. They used to make. They were making software called Location X initially, and um, and of course anybody could buy into that also. 
but this is everything. It's, it's harvesting your social media posts. They even say on, I don't know how they're doing this probably isn't the case on an iPhone, but on some of these devices, they can listen into your personal phone calls. Apple have a new feature coming to their new operating system called lockdown mode which is designed for, say, journalists in foreign countries and, and people who are high-risk targets. I'm thinking okay. of just putting mine into lockdown mode and um, going with it. I'm putting the phone number up on the screen because we were going to talk about January 6th. Uh, we were going to talk about the January 6th commission, but we have somebody watching the show, Tommy Tatum, who was at the Capitol, on January 6th, he was there with Roseanne Boyland. Remember Roseanne, who was uh, trampled to death by One the police? Beaten to death. Yeah. yeah, beaten to death by a cop with a metal pipe, effectively. Um, and I'm curious what's come of that since we spoke about it last. Um, so, Tommy, if you uh, if you want to give us a call. Call in. We have we have about fifteen minutes left, and we were going to talk about um, we were going to talk about the the January sixth. Anyway, you're live hey, on the air. Hey, this Who is Tommy Tate. I'm calling about Roseanne Bowen. Yeah, hey Tommy, you're on the hey, air. Hey Tommy, what's going on? Everybody can hear I'm you. On the air. So you are on the air. Yeah, How that's you doing, fine, brother. Man, I'm uh, all things considered, <laughs> I've been doing okay. It's been a long couple of years. Yeah, and uh, I've been studying everything I can about January 6th ever since that happened. Mm -hmm. And I came across you guys a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I don't even know if you guys realize this, but you guys, you mentioned the lead about Roseanne Bullen being beat in the face with a stick or a metal pipe or something before she hit the ground. Mm -hmm. And I want to say this, and this is going to sound a little bit over the top, but I swear God is my witness. I am the only person on this planet that watched what happened to Roseanne Bullen that night, that day. And she was absolutely already bleeding out of her nose and her mouth when she hit the ground. And I was beside her within 12 inches of her for at least eight minutes before Lila Morris kills her with that stick. I was going to say, we had the body cam footage of a female officer who, and, and I slowed it down and went through it frame by frame. And you, we saw her swing in that, it, it was a stick or a mm -hmm. pipe of some kind and she swung it four or five times just 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 absolutely yes. brutalizing Roseanne Boylan there um and that was when she went yes. down and that was when the crowd who tried to to render aid were pushed back by the police and weren't allowed that's to like, render listen, aid well, well that's true they were not allowed but I'm telling you Everybody thinks that. I just did a, I just did a, I, I, I was in the movie, uh, documentary Bloody Hill. I just interviewed with OAN. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks that, but I'm here and I would take this to the grave and this is the God's honest truth. She was already bleeding from the nose and the mouth. Right. When she was pushed back from the tunnel and we all fell down and I was trapped on my leg by one of the, uh, on the rail at the top. She was already bleeding when she was pushed down. She was already unconscious and we were trapped there for five to 10 minutes before you see Lila Morris beat her with that stick. And I'm in that footage. I am, you see me, Lila, Lila I mean, Roseanne is touching me. And I, and one of the clips, Philip Anderson is on the other side, other side of me. And one of the clips, the cop that gets pulled out of the crowd in town is actually touching me. I didn't realize that until two weeks ago. But it's, but I, I just want people to realize she was already 
had been beaten with a stick in the face or something. She was already bleeding when she hit the ground. Five to eight minutes passed, and then Lila Moore speaks to the death that's pick. And I can tell you that because Gary McBride, I work with him a lot. I also work with Kara Castronova and a couple other people in American Gulag. And one of the clips, but the third strike, third or fourth strike, Lila Moore hits her with. Like Roseanne's arm shoots out to the left, like a, like an in a, uh, like a, like an automatic reaction. Right. And uh, within within three minutes, she starts turning purple. It was it was horrific. It was difficult to watch that video. And um, I don't know how I lived through it. I don't know how I lived through it. Yeah. I will say this: me... I'm a Christian man. I never felt any fear that day, but God did not let me feel any pain that day. I don't know why. I don't know why you did not let me hurt that Tommy, day. Let me. Do, and, you, do you mind if I ask uh-huh. you a couple of questions? What, seeing as we have you yeah, on the yeah, phone, yeah, go ahead, lead me. Because yeah, lead me down, interview me, do anything you want. All yes, right, please. Well, because you were you were at the Capitol on January sixth, and you know we're all mm-hmm. seeing we're all seeing this January sixth committee. We're seeing the the witnesses we're bring they're bringing in. We're seeing the conclusions they're jumping to. I have you on the phone. You were there. Let me ask you one simple question. Why were you there? What, what did you, what were you trying, what did you want that day? Okay. I, um, back, I'm going to make this quick as I can. Back in the summer of 2020, whenever the entire world seemed to be on fire, I felt like the Lord came to me and wanted me to start doing a little local website in Mississippi. And believe it or not, Benny Thompson is my, my, uh, congressman. Okay. And, uh, there's a lot of crime, a lot of crime and stuff in here. And, uh, that was about the time when COVID was popping off, right? Right. And I worked, I was running radio stations, and I learned how to do the news from this man named Tom Churchill, who was a genius. He's passed on now. And uh, I live in the poorest part of the country, literally the poorest part of the poorest state of the country. And I knew I was not going to be able to make a living selling advertising at a radio station mm-hmm. during COVID. So I said, I'm going to do what the Lord told me to. So that's how I got into the news. And then I follow, I've always followed politics and everything. And then, uh, you know, there was going to be the rally in January 6th, and me and a couple of other friends from Facebook, uh, they were going to be, we didn't have any money. We, we, we came up with $152 for gas, and we put it together, and we rode up there to go to the rally. And we thought we would go to the rally, see what Trump had to say. We figured he had some major whatever, just like everybody did. And then we figured, hey, the rally will end, and then we'll go be tourists the rest of the day. We'll right. go to the monuments and all that stuff, and then we'll go home tomorrow. That's why I was there. And I figured I'm a citizen journalist. I'm going to go be a citizen and a journalist. And so okay, I, I was there, and I, I have some amazing footage. People will not believe once they put their eyes on it that I caught that day. I caught a, fa- a five-man plainclothes team working in concert together to break the Capitol window, and these people have not been arrested to this day. Right. The New York Times put out a story about Ray Epps uh, yesterday, I think it was. Yep. Um, we've spoken about Ray. Mm-hmm. And listen, I think there are obviously some questions that need to be answered about Ray Epps, but now the New York Times is running cover for him. And that raises even more questions yeah. in my mind. But but at, at some point, Tommy, at some point, you and Roseanne and other people ended up on the steps of the Capitol. Did yes. you, did, did, I'm, I'm going to, listen, I'm not, I'm not, making any accusations or anything like that. I'm going by, I'm going by what, yeah, I'm going by what I've seen on video. Did you, Uh a lot of people appear to have been invited to get there. Did you fight your way to the sticks or did you just wander up? 
Okay, let me. I'm gonna tell you. There were several instances that day that happened, like several significant things. But I'll tell you, when Trump said to walk down the thing, we started walking down to the Capitol. I'd never been to DC before. I didn't know it was gonna be a 45 minute walk. But and I had some bad health problems going on at the time too. And I stopped and did a live stream in the middle. And this is how it was for me. We were walking through there, and all of a sudden, uh, and, I, and I remember this the other day. The only time I thought I was doing anything wrong was when we were walking down the pools or whatever you call it, the reflecting pool. Right. And then there's like a like a spot before you go over to get to the Capitol, the street where the Capitol's at. Mm-hmm. And somebody had taken a bike rack and put over right there to go over. So you wouldn't have to walk around to the right or to the left. Okay. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I bet I'm going to get in trouble for not going around to the left or the right like I'm supposed to. Right. That's what I thought I was doing wrong. After I got over that, there was nothing. There's nothing between us and the Capitol. I'm walking through there. And the next thing I know, I saw, I, I hear a firecracker go off and my face is on fire immediately. And in the distance, I see the Capitol Police beating a man to death. The guy that you've probably seen, that's, uh, he runs through the barricade and the cops tackle him and they beat him like he's Rodney King. That's the guy I have on my footage beaten to death. And I react to it as a citizen. I mean, I watch the person get killed in front of me and I have the video of it and I've put the video out there for the whole world to see. It's on my YouTube channel. And, uh, the F- I'm going to say this. The FBI will not come and arrest me. I dare them. I dare them to come arrest me. I've called them several times. I've told them about everything I'm telling you now. I've offered them all this evidence. I've sold my footage to HBO. I've offered the entire world this. The FBI will not arrest me because they know what I have will end them. They know what I have will put FBI agents in prison and take their pensions. Mm. Well, listen, we're glad you got out of it. Some people weren't. Yeah, fortunate enough to get away from that to to be able to walk away and go yeah. home safely. Um, I'm sorry you had to witness it. I'm glad you. I'm glad that you weren't there with ill intent because this is what we're being told that everyone. Listen, some people were there. Some people were there with a plan. The majority of people were there because it was a rally. It was a protest and they wanted their voices heard. I'm going to go out on a limb and say mm-hmm. you're one of the latter. You were just there to be heard, yes. to be seen. Yes. You, you didn't commit we any acts of violence. Yeah. You didn't commit any acts of violence that day? No. 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 Yeah. That's but what I thought. There's a lot of people sitting in jail right now who didn't. That's right. Know. I mean, I... I'm going to say a couple more things. Jake Lang saved my life that day. Jake Lang is an American hero. I signed a, an affidavit to a federal judge stating that he saved my life that day. And um, I actually covered the first trial. I went to D.C. and covered the record trial a little bit with the Gateway Pundit. And I'm just telling you, these, these January 6th defendants, let me tell you, you tell something. If you don't know more than your lawyer, their lawyer, that judge, and every one of those prosecutors, you are walking through a, just an absolute trap. You better know more than anybody in that room or you're going to prison. Yeah, I, I think we've seen plenty of evidence of that. The right. fact that people have been held for, for basically simple trespass for 18 months at this point. It's, uh, it's yes. absolutely ridiculous. All right, we do have a question. Before you let me go, real quick, I'm going to try to stay in touch with you guys. Anybody can have my email address. It's tommytatumnews at gmail.com. But I think you guys are on to a lead. I want to, find, I want to work with you about who, because you said it in a previous podcast, that you were working a lead about somebody saying she was hitting the face with a metal baton before she hit the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember saying that. Oh, yeah. But that is very important. Okay, yeah. Okay. And I will stay in touch. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks for calling Thank in, Tommy. Bye, Tommy. God Take care, you, brother. Buddy. Thank you. Yeah, that's... Um, 
listen, all we're being told from the January 6th committee is that everyone was there with ill intent. And it's just not true. I have absolutely no doubt that, that the Oath Keepers and people like that were there with a plan. Right. I have no doubt about it. But the majority of people were there because they, they wanted to be heard. We'd just right. been through a very contentious election. And uh, people wanted their voices heard. And now everyone that's there is being persecuted. Well, I mean, Tommy's not been arrested. And that could very well be because they didn't actually make it inside. I don't think they got any further than the steps of the Capitol. But obviously, because of what happened, it was a right. tragic event. It was, it, was, it was a murder, is what it was. We watched the video. We sat here and watched it happen. Right. And... Um, but you know what? Sovereign immunity protects those with uniforms and badges that commit murder. So that's where we are in this world. Um, well, I'm glad I'd rather have that phone call than talk about the more, more yes. nonsense from the January 6th committee, to be honest with you. So Tommy, I appreciate you calling in and yeah, yeah Tommy, do, uh, do in stay in touch. Um, but we're out of time, Danielle. We're, yeah. uh, what is it, Thursday today? So that means we have, uh, do we have a show this Saturday? We, we have a Saturday show, yeah? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We have awesome. a supporter show on Saturday. So if you want to become a supporter, tpsreportlive.locals.com, you can uh, you can sign up over there. Yeah. Become a supporter or just become a free member. And uh, even free members get exclusive content, but paid uh, actual show supporters get exclusive shows and stuff. Yes. That's it. Friends, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you Saturday. Thanks, guys. See ya.